Hi, everyone, and welcome to Moonlit Scary Stories. We are your hosts, Skylar and Cameron, and today I will be telling you guys about, I will just title this, Witches in Maryland. Okay. In this podcast, we need to warn you of the possibility possibility of language that may not be appropriate for all ages and to some may be offensive. The content we go over in this podcast is recommended for mature audiences and a trigger warning due to the content consisting of witches and death. Alright, so <laughs> to start out, you may be thinking Cameron, you know, Skylar, the witch trials were in Salem. What are you talking about? Well, <laughs> Yes, but while I was researching the urban legends in Maryland, because I am taking a trip there this in, at the end of this month, I came across one called the Witch Tree, the Witch's Tree. When I began researching it and seeing that that it would probably just make a five-minute episode, I couldn't have that. So. The witch's tree turned into me going down, I was, I'm going to say the rabbit hole, and I started researching about the witches in Maryland, and to come to find out, there have only been five witch, witch trials recorded in Maryland's history, huh. and yeah, and two of them are alleged witches who lived in, who lived and practiced on Plain Dealing Creek in Talbot County, Maryland, which I will tell you guys about. And of course, that same creek was also the site of, it's called the, it's known as the Valiant Brothers legend, where one brother murders the other brother over buried treasure. And I'll get to that one too. But let me tell you about the witch's tree and what little I found and I will explain why it's not a lot <laughs> so <laughs> are you familiar with Maryland at all not a lot no. okay so and I'm interested I, about the tree what is a witch's tree okay so <laughs> I'm not familiar with Maryland at all either and I've known Maryland for the goat man and the crybaby bridge but when i was researching this in wait i'm gonna butcher this county but in whaleyville maryland there is a haunting tree with twisted branches that are that's known to the locals as the witch's tree so the legend says that women who were thought to be witches which obviously is only like five recorded ones were hanged from the tree many have claimed to hear crying near the tree and a woman screaming locals have also reported mysterious orbs that are that fly that orbits around the tree and the tree is gnarled it's like a gnarled cypress tree which consists of twist twisted branches and just puts off like a creepy eerie appearance so if you know if no one with that tree 
looks like helps you sleep any better at night but you know five witch five witch trials have been recorded so that's kind of eerie in itself because when we say witches Is that same tree yeah yeah oh. that's apparently the tree that it, that they've been they've been hung or hanged or that's the tree they died on <laughs> so oh. this this gnarled bizarre looking cypress tree they with the legend they threw people off and said it was in Shelbyville, Delaware. But in fact, it's just right across the state line on Swamp Road in Whaleyville, Maryland. So almost everyone who has ever walked up to the tree says that they've experienced something strange, like chills down their spine, strange lights. Like I said, people said orbs, sounds, everything no one knows exactly what causes it but some say of course it is the it attributes to the witches that once hung in the tree once was hanged in the tree so with that legend the legend unfortunately i think has died off because today this there's only the stump of the tree that's left oh so so it's like a tree down well, I think Maryland had a bad because it's near the swamp in Maryland, and it's I'll I'll we'll post a picture on Instagram and our uh, Twitter, but the tree is pretty much growing from a swamp, and there's like the roots are coming out of the swamp, and then there's the tree, but no land around it, kind of deal. So okay. I'm thinking that it either got struck by lightning or got old and it fell over but now it's just literally roots sticking out with a stump in the the water so I guess visitors still go to the tree stump but they still say that there's a lot of energy and that it's connected with a spirit that was in that location and now so now it's kind of dwindled and people do not talk about that legend a lot. That's why like I looked, I tried to look up the witch's tree, you know, history. And, you know, there is a witch's tree other than Maryland. It's actually in Kentucky, but I wasn't going to Kentucky. So I just decided not to look at it. <laughs> so no. that was actually so, all. Yeah, go ahead. So this tree has been cut down, but people still feel an eerie feeling near it. Yeah, yeah, that's what it would be me. even scary to me at this point anymore. <laughs> that's what I said. I was like, "How are you gonna feel an eerie?" Pre- well, I mean, I guess the water, maybe because I, I don't know. It's just kind of weird that it's not even. I even looked on Reddit for a story or two, and you know. There was one story, but it turned out to be pretty much it sounded so fictitious that it just sounded like it was just maybe a writer that was writing something and that kind of put the tree in the story. So it kind of was like, eh, not going to do that one. But Uh no, no one's speaking about this urban legend pretty much after 2007. So I would guess because the tree isn't standing anymore. I don't know. 
So basically the urban legend is just the lights, the sounds and stuff like that. And no one's really heard the crying or screaming in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, I guess not. I don't know. I might go depending on how far it is away from where I'm going, maybe (laughs) to to check it out. Maybe take my cousin or something. (laughs) Yeah. If it's hard to check it out. (laughs) Yeah, I'll uh, FaceTime you probably and just be like, hey, look at this. <laughs> but, um, huh? I said it's a big old stump. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, just a big old stump just sitting in the water. No, but so that was kind of like, I knew that, I knew that it would be a kind of fast topic to look at and talk well, about. We have but, those every now and then. Yeah, but the other two trials that was recorded, I was like, well, might as well throw them in there because we're talking about the witches in Maryland. So this is where my telling you about the Plain Dilling Creek in Maryland. So the Plain Dilling Creek got its name by the Indians after a trading post where they traded with the Quakers are quote plain people they would call them so in night in 1715 virtue voily was arrested of suspicion suspicious believe that was arrested on the suspicion of her doing witchcraft she was an old spinster they called her who lived along the creek Virtue was indicted by Maryland's Attorney General William Bladen for exercising black magic. He further stated that Virtue had rendered Eleanor Moore, another spinster, speechless with her diabolical practices. This is literally the 1700s speaking pretty much, but So after that, after she was pretty much accused of witchcraft on another spinster, as they called him, uh, 45 years later, Samuel Chamberlain built a house that was on the the Plain Dealing Creek uh, forest or, you know, bank, I guess, because banks on a creek. That later became known simply as the plain dealing. So he was actually a wealthy tobacco grower and he was the first Chamberlain immigrant to establish a home in America. In later years, Samuel allowed a woman to live on the end of his property in a worn down old shack whose name was Kate Colburn, later referred to as Witch Kate. So she terrified, she apparently, after, like, so she moved in and she apparently terrified all local citizens and was said to be the, quote, last of her kind in Tobolt County. Folks, no, folks in Tobolt County, quoted, said, old, deformed, and hideous, and one whom no one would look at for fear of being 
hoodooed by a wicked glance from her evil eye. So the townspeople did not like her, and she was apparently the last of her kind. So she was actually the second witch to practice on or near the creek, which happened 75 years after virtue was committed, was hung for her being a witch as well. Well, not hung, excuse me, because it comes down to where where I've researched that no one knows what happened to either of the witches. Apparently, Kate disappeared, and after she disappeared, ghosts started appearing later where Kate lived in the old shack uh, on the property of that of Chamberlain's house. And a ghost, and a ghost said to have appeared to some of the valiant children, which I will tell you about the brothers here in a minute, who lived on the plane dealing property many years later. So this property literally has bukus and decades of history with different families. And different families had <clears throat> different experiences. Some ended in murder. Some ended in just, you know, of course, a person being a witch and being hung. So those two witches, well, those two people, you know, apparently they didn't, they don't know what happened to them, but they just said vanished. that they just vanished. They just went poof. They also say that what happened many years later, they apparently said that Kate was trying to send a message into the living world about the murder that was going to take place. But I don't know how she would send a message if she's still alive. And if she's not still, still alive, then where is she? So I guess, yeah, or who killed her. But I mean, if Marilyn in itself, like I said, has only five recorded in history, who's to say they just didn't take Kate and Virtue and just nix them? Like, because I mean, it's the 17th century. It's, I don't know how the 17th century was, but from reading about it I think it was kind of if you just looked at somebody wrong and they got the measles you were a witch <laughs> yeah uh, yeah so with that with Kate and the Plain Dilling Creek there was also brothers who lived near the creek as well and of course, they've called it a haunted creek, haunted area. And there are several versions of the story about the, uh, excuse me, about the Valiant Brothers. But one version I came across of said that they actually had commentary from Lloyd Nicholas, which was a Valiant son of Jeremiah Valiant, who was a tenant farmer that lived on the Cham Chamberlain property in the mid-19th century. So this is like from the, what do they call it? What do they say? What is that old saying? From the horse's mouth itself, I guess. I think that's what it's called. So, remember. yeah, so they pretty much did like a interview with him. 
And this is the interview that I've read. So Lloyd stated that when he was a boy, uh, when he was 10 years old, he saw a man standing near the Chamberlain graves on the plan, plain dealing property. The man was pointing to an expression in the ground. Lloyd was frightened and ran to his mother. She walked back to the area of the sighting with her son and the man was still standing there. The mother couldn't see him, but Lloyd could. He described the man as an older man as older with long white hair and the man was wearing breeches, breeches instead of trousers. I don't know what that has to do with it, but this is Lloyd. <laughs> so <laughs> Lloyd and his mother then came back again several times and each time Lloyd could see the ghost, but his mother couldn't. The last time Lloyd saw the ghost, he was by himself and had the courage to approach the spectral figure. The ghostly man led young Lloyd inside the old plan, plain dealing mansion, long vacant and full of dust and mold. Old portraits of the Chamberlain family still hung on the wall. The man pointed at one particular portrait, and it was the portrait of Squire Eugene, a man who had fallen to his death from the ballastine above when he was drunk one night. So he pretty much just fell off the second floor. Ballaster. Um, I just butchered that. Ballaston. Ballaston? Balustrade. Anyway, <laughs> he broke his neck and the blood stains from his blood still is to be said, still was to be seen on the floor of the mansion. And where much talk about, and sorry, <clears throat> skip my place. My bad, guys. So Lloyd recognized the ghostly man. And the same man in the port that was, and he was the same man in the portrait. He was the squire. Young Lloyd and the ghost walked again to the Chamberlain family cemetery. And this time the ghost spoke. He pointed on the depression in the ground and said that there was treasure buried there beneath some stones as far down as a well. It was left there by one of the Valiant brothers from many years ago. One valiant brother dreamed that he was there was treasure buried in this exact spot. He told his brother, and together they dug a hole ten feet deep and came upon a chest of chest made of oak. They pulled the chest out and opened it. It was full of gold, enough gold to make them both rich. Suddenly, the brother who had the dream lost his mind, went crazy, and lunged at the other brother. He killed him in order to have the treasure all to himself. But upon looking at the body of his lifeless brother, the dreamer was filled with such remorse that he, he reburied the treasure and placed the corpse of his beloved brother in the hole with the treasure and closed the grave and told no one. Oh. After hearing, yeah, after hearing this Why tale. Why you people? Huh? I said, why would you not tell people? That's, I mean, I guess he thought that it, out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. I don't know. I guess, and plus, he was probably sad that he killed his only friend that he played with, his brother. Because uh, I would be. I mean, over money, yeah, I would. I would be very ashamed of myself. 
So after hearing this tale from the ghost of Squire Younger, excuse me, young Lloyd Nicholas Valiant ran to tell his father and recounted the story. The father, with the help of some some slaves, so back in that time they had slaves, dug a hole ten feet deep in the, in the identified location and came upon stones. Lloyd said that they that when they uncovered the stones, there was no treasure. However, Lloyd's father later brought Sharp Sharp's Island, which would have cost a much heavier sum than most tenant farmers could afford. There is no property that I'm aware of. This is a quote, by the way. There is no property that I'm aware of that has so many rich stories about different ghosts that span centuries. To think that a state that only has five witch trials in the history of two alleged witches practice on Plain Dillon Creek is enough to make one wonder. If not, if not some mystical attraction to the supernatural in the creek region. So to add to the legends of witches, to the story of Mr. Squire and the appearance of Lloyd and the Valiant Brother story, and I mean, one can conclude and assume that Plain Dillon Creek is a region of mystery. All of the property along along the creek is privately owned now, but it is this gorgeous area for kayaking and canoeing. And as you paddle up the creek, you can see some old bones of the plantations that once lined the water at ways. It's particularly mystical in the winter months when the trees are bare and there's snow on the ground. So I didn't know about you, Cameron, but Marilyn is known for the Blair Witch filming, Blair Witch Project filming. I didn't um, know that too. Yeah, I may uh, have known that, but then not known that. I don't know. Yeah, so the Black Hills Forest <laughs> is apparently in Burkittsville, Maryland. Creepy. So, yeah, so they have that, and then they have also the witch trial of Molly Dreyer which I don't know if you know about that one or not. I do not personally know that one, which I'm thinking about doing later maybe. But the ones I've told you today, I've never heard. And maybe, yeah, like, yeah maybe in a different episode, I'll talk about Molly. But yeah, so that was pretty much all I found about going down the rabbit hole with the start of just being a witch's tree. All of this other stuff popped up that I did not ever know about Maryland. Yeah. No, it's yeah. definitely interesting because I had no idea. And I definitely didn't. I may have known if I had ever researched. I don't know. I'm, it's just been a long time since I've seen the Blair Witch stuff. Oh, about that, that one. Good. That one's creepy. Yeah, the video game. Honestly, the Blair Witch video game, if y'all haven't checked it out to any of our listeners, it actually is really creepy too. There's a video game? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. What the fuck? Yeah, so what is the Blair Witch Project based on then? What witch is that one based on? So it's based off Blair Witch, but apparently it's a fictional witch, witch I guess, because Molly Dreyer actually, I think Molly, if what I read 
from just like a snippet of those two, I think Molly Dreyer's story or witch trial story actually made the idea for Blair Witch. And if I'm wrong, listeners, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but um, that's what I think I've read, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to this week about all of that stuff. So I think that, I think honestly, the, of course, the Blair Witch is fake, but Molly Dreyer is real. Sure. Yeah. So that was okay, all I had for that. You definitely have to do that one too. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was some stories I've never heard either and never heard history. So that was interesting. I'm, I'm, like I said, I think I might go. I might just like make a little trip. I'm there for like okay. almost four days anyway. So. And then we can talk about it on the next one. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. I might do it mm-hmm. like. I might can take pictures. I'm gonna take my camera anyway, so maybe I'll be get awesome. a ghost. I was gonna say maybe I get a ghost to do your f- spirit photography. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> but yeah. Hmm. All right, so you're you're on to the social media. It's Moonlit Scary at Twitter. Moonlit Scary Stories on Instagram, Moonlit Scary Stories at gmail.com. You can find us on YouTube or po- any podcast that you listen to, or podcast sharing app that you listen to, rather. And you can email us, message us. We would enjoy hearing from you. Awesome. We'll see you guys later. All right. Bye. Mm-hmm.